0: I referenced this before the break but uh, but it's true. Is there more is there a bigger compliment you can give to an athlete than calling them one of the biggest athletic freaks in the in the entire country? The Athletic, like the the publication, the website, put out a list. They compiled a list with an absurd amount of research, by the way. Shout out to to that staff. Of the biggest athletic freaks in college football. Hundred and one names ranked by the freakiest, from most freaky to least freaky, uh, which is just in in context. I guess it makes sense, but if if you just tuned in, you don't know how freaky we're getting on a Freaky Friday. Um, the amount, like the, the the reason why they they had to use the adject- adjective "freaky" is they couldn't just say "fast" or they couldn't just say. Strong because there are a million different ways you can be a freaky athlete, right? We talked about Nichols Harbor yesterday. South Carolina wide receiver. He's six five, two hundred and fifty pounds, essentially, and he runs a ten to two hundred yard dash, and he's a freshman in college. Plays for South Carolina. He was the number one on this list, but but how about this? Uh, Julius Wellschoff from Charlotte, right? So he he goes to Charlotte, defensive end. He is. <laughs> A former champion moguls skier from Germany. That's what I'm talking about. There's no that you can't put these these athletic freaks into a into a pigeonhole because one could just be a traditional big, tall, strong, fast guy. The next could be a champion mogul skier from Germany uh, who who made this uh, the the previous versions of the, this list a few times during uh, his career at Michigan, and he transferred to Charlotte. He is a 6'6", 265-pound edge rusher that has gone over 21 miles per hour on the GPS. These are the athletes that make other athletes seem non-athletic, right? They make fast people seem not fast. They are also the ones that remind us, uh, you know, why they can do things that we can't. Right? Why it's sometimes ridiculous for us to be sitting on our couch watching these athletes play and go, "Oh, you got to make that tackle," and then you recognize the guy they're trying to tackle is is you know a four three forty guy and is squatting six hundred pounds on the regular. Well, I can't have Rick James make a song about me. Exactly. <laughs> no. In, in all seriousness, why yeah. can't Rick James? These are the people Rick James was talking about. <laughs> Maybe. NC State, three of the top 100 freakiest athletes, actually three of the top 54 freakiest athletes in the country are on NC State. Peyton Wilson, North Carolina State linebacker, uh, Davin Van, North Carolina State defensive end, and Jordan Houston, North Carolina State running back, are three of the top 54 for very different reasons. Peyton Wilson, state champion wrestler, uh, standout lacrosse player, has led the ACC in tackles in the past. 44940, 4, 420 pro agility shuttle this off season. Bench presses almost 400 pounds. Vertical jump over 35 inches. Broad jumped almost 10 feet. That is a bananas athlete. And I'll add this: he's he's listed at 6'4", 235. He feels taller than that. We saw him at ACC kickoff, and he's one of those guys who, like, when he when when he walks by, you kind of, you know, I'm. I am officially, and it's the very, very frustrating for me, six three and seven eighths. That is like my officially measured height from from my playing days, which is the worst, because you can't just say six four. Cause then you feel like you're lying up, right? Lying up on your eh. So I have to say just under 6'4. Uh but but being 6'3 and seven eighths. And having a guy who's listed at 6'4 walk by you and he just feels bigger. Than, like all of a sudden, I'm standing up, shoot, like my posture improved just by being next to Peyton Wilson. And then you realize, oh, he's also fast and strong. Van, a defensive end who will be playing in front of Peyton Wilson this year. 6'2", 278 pounds, another former state champion wrestler. Third longest discus throw in the United States his senior year of high school bench press is over 400 squats almost 600 and 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 then Jordan Houston their running back uh is is a guy who 5'10" 190 pounds 41 and a half inch vertical broad jumps almost 11 446 in the 40 ben or squats 550 these are numbers like we all know the 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 tools out there right and we're not going to name names people that in a dinner party like bringing up, uh, like how much they bench it's, it's never a good look, but then there are these athletic freaks who they don't bring it up. Others do right. Their buddies are introduce them by like, Hey, you know, this is so-and-so. And and just so you know, he, uh, has a 41 and a half inch vertical jump because it's that kind of crazy. NC state has some dogs. There aren't many teams in the country that had three guys on that list. So, so when I say they have some dogs, what I'm saying is you're going to win some physical matchups against every team you play against. And that is an advantage that traditionally only goes to the the, the teams that recruit unbelievably, right? The, they, that advantage where you're just like, you know, Peyton Wilson is going to be more athletic than your, your tight end or your running back or wh- whoever is kind of his matchup for the game plan, right? When you send a guard to pull to the second level and his job is to go track down and block Peyton Wilson, he's just going to be more athletic than the guy chasing him in all but a very small few in the country. Jordan Houston, his career high in rushing yards is 90 I was just about to say, it surprised me that he made that list just because you didn't really see him get involved a lot in the offense until last season. The result the field accolades is what, makes him, is what gets him on the list. That is why I am excited for Robert Anai, their offensive coordinator, who's new and he's coming from Syracuse. I was at UVA before that. He is a creative mind, and, and Jordan Houston feels like untapped potential. Agreed we we had a uh, actually Matt, shameless plug uh pack therapy podcast available everywhere podcast can be found first episode of the season out right now uh myself Mike Glennon former NC State quarterback uh hosting the podcast we'll get you ready for the, for game day every single week this season uh the offense preview is out right now and mike predicted that Jordan Houston's going to have a big year and again the the past performance isn't really there but If there's one thing I know about, about, you know, play calling is a creative play caller and an athletic freak go very, very, very well together. Robert Anai is a creative play caller that gets the best out of his team's accolades. And and Jordan Houston is a, well, he's an athletic freak. 41 and a half inch vert is explosive. 10, 10 and a half inch broad jump. You may not understand uh, what those numbers mean. Go try it right go to the the ymca go to your your local gym heck go out and draw a line and chalk on the 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 driveway out front and try to broad jump two feet no run jump and land and you have to maintain control on the end no falling over no tipping over even better if you have a sand pit because the don't hurt yourself yeah the, the driveway could get in poorly if you're not careful 10 10 and a half is crazy. So what I'm saying is, uh, uh, take advantage of those. Right, that's who you want to be in a one-on-one with a linebacker on offense. Peyton Wilson is a linebacker that you can trust in coverage more than many uh, of the other linebackers in in the country. Davin Van is somebody on an edge. Which, heck, if you want to get real creative, uh, you know, defense coordinator Tony Gibson, if you want to get. Creative and drop him into coverage or something uh, to really give a, a, you know, maybe you want to blitz a corner from the other side or whatever it is. You want to be an exotic blitzer. Van can help you with some of that. Wake Forest, Malik Mustafa, an athletic freak. Defensive back, 23 miles per hour on the GPS in a game. That is lying. The more syllables you put in flying, that's the faster you're going haing. 23 is crazy i haven't even heard this on uh i don't know if if like in high school weight rooms a lot of times they have like the thousand pound club right they have uh, you combine your your uh, bench squat and clean and, and you're trying to reach certain levels and then you get your name like on boards in the in the weight room uh i haven't heard of it in a long time right i haven't been in a high school locker room in a while but uh somehow they found out mustafa is a 1300 pound lifter bench squat and clean combined at 5'10, 205 pounds so wake forest you got a dog jacob monk from duke a center makes the list a center Bench pressing 445 pounds, moving a house that's on your chest, squatting 625 pounds at at, at 320 pounds. That's how much he weighs. His vertical jump is over 30 inches. Mm. That means, listen up here, Duke, right? Listen, listen up here, play callers, offensive line coach. Use him like Jason Kelsey for the Eagles. Center pulls right. Get him going to the, the the next level. Get him leading the way on on all a whole bunch of stuff that nobody else can do because they don't have a center athletic enough. You know what else I thought was interesting? And I teased this before the break. No Tar Heels. None. I mean, there's a Duke player, a Wake Forest player, three, you know, a few NC State players. There's even a Charlotte player when you look at teams from around the area. None from Carolina. And Carolina traditionally gets some more of those, you know, high four- and five-star recruits, which are usually the more athletically gifted players. None from Carolina I thought was interesting. Now, maybe they hide their numbers. There's like, right, these lists are not, like, written right after the Combine. Um, so maybe they just don't, you know, reveal internal testing numbers or something like that, but Carolina is, is the athletic freaky less. That's that. That doesn't feel like a, doesn't feel like a word I should be allowed to say. on. That's um, not um, a good title for the, a Rick James song. does, does not. Doesn't or ordin- any, I mean, doesn't sound good for a James Taylor song either. Like it doesn't feel like something I should say on the radio. Is, is what I, what I'm getting at. Um, but but uh, but hey, state. Use it to your advantage. Carolina, prove it's not a disadvantage. Uh, this is the drive with Tim Donnelly here on 99.9 The Fan. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Donnelly Sports. You can follow uh, the station at 99.9 The Fan. Uh, another one out. Speaking of Wake Forest, Sam Hartman. You all remember Sam Hartman. He was with Wake Forest, holds a bunch of the the program records as a passer. It is fun. I, I saw uh, a stat that says since college football. Uh, oh, here's what it was. Here's what it was. Um, Indianapolis naming Anthony Richardson the starter for the Colts means they're now, I think, seven straight years going to have a different week one starter at quarterback. Going back to, you know, uh, uh, the, the second quarterback on the list was Andrew Luck. That's how long ago this goes. Um, and so someone went and searched for, uh, like, the, the college football equivalent of that. And it turns out every year of the college football playoff era, and I think it went back to like I don't know, maybe even seven, eight, nine, ten years, something like that. Old Dominion, out of out of the seven five seven in Virginia, had a different starting quarterback week one every year, and and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting, uh, right? Going back to Taylor Heineke and all that. Uh, and then the first comment said, I think Wake Forest has had two, and it, and that's just kind of how Wake Forest operates, right? It feels like they've had two quarterbacks since like Riley Skinner. It just they they've just you know. Jamie Newman, I guess, was was a little flash, a little quicker than most. But Hartman was there for a long time. So uh, we're all familiar with Hartman, transferred to to Notre Dame. He was listed by ESPN.com as one of the 10 NFL prospects with the most at stake this season. And in the process, uh, this, this article that was written, 10 most at stake, right? He has to play the best to raise his stock the most, or he could tumble the most. He's got the most riding on this year. In the process, they insulted Wake Forest pretty aggressively. Uh-oh. This is, this is a, a quote from what they called an NFC area scout who has studied the 6'1", 210-pound seniors tape. So they're talking about Hartman. This is a quote from an NFC area scout. Hartman has all the tools from touch, timing, and accuracy to really thrive. He also has seen everything a college defense can throw at a quarterback. And he has a legit O-line and weapons, something he never had at Wake. Wow. little ricochet shot there, right? Yeah. There's no reason for you to have to bring up what he had. Like, just at the end, oh, by the way, gut punch, Wake Forest. Here you go. From an NFC area scout. And you know what's funny? Notre Dame and Wake Forest aren't in the same area. So this area scout probably didn't even study him at Wake Forest. And by the way, AT Perry just turned in 6 catches and 70 yards and a touchdown in his first preseason game with the Saints after being drafted in the 6th round and being expected to be drafted earlier than that. I guess he's not a legit weapon. Right? Green, although he just got hurt, their other wide receiver, was a Maxwell Award watch list guy coming into this year. The last wide receiver drafted out of Notre Dame was Chase Claypool. I'm again the last Wake Forest guy drafted was A.T. Perry uh, this year. Now, I'm not saying Wake Forest has the same level of talent or uh, NFL production or whatever as Notre Dame, but what I am saying is uh, he, it's not that he didn't have a legit O line in weapons. I guess that local area scout is forgetting that in 2021, they finished the season 11-3 and started that season 8-0. There you go. At one point, I mean, it's got to account for something, right? Since Sam Hartman took over for Wake Forest. As the starting quarterback, Wake Forest has had a guard, a tackle, and a wide receiver drafted off those teams that was quarterbacked by Sam Hartman. Also, how about this? How about, let, let's reverse engineer this for a second. Now I'm just in my, my defense of Wake Forest, right? This, this, uh, this, this area scout, right? This article that said, Sam Hartman has the most uh, at stake of NFL prospects, one of the top 10. He has a legit O-line and weapon, something he never had at Wake. Well, how about this? Hartman posted back-to-back 30 touchdown seasons, 30-plus, like 35-plus touchdown seasons at Wake Forest. If he has not had a legit O-line and he has not had legit weapons at Wake Forest, yet he is putting up 35-plus touchdowns per year, what does he have to prove by getting legit weapons and a legit O-line? Wouldn't that make his job easier? If you can put up 38 39 touchdown passes without legit supporting cast, I would say you've pretty much proven all you need to prove with having a legit supporting cast. Yeah. There are only two quarterbacks in Notre, Notre Dame has a history now, right? They've they've I don't know if you've heard, they've been around for a while. There are only two quarterbacks in Notre Dame history to have thrown 30 plus touchdowns in a season. Ready for this little little blast from the Brady Quinn and Ian Book. That's it. Brady Brady Quinn did it twice. Nobody else in Notre Dame history has thrown for 30-plus touchdowns in a season. Brady Quinn holds the record with 37 touchdown passes in 2006. 37 is the Notre Dame single-season touchdown pass record. Hartman has thrown for more than that in each of the last two seasons he was with Wake Forest without legit weapons or offensive line, according to this area scout. So every Notre Dame quarterback in history, who I assume this scout is saying had legit O-line and legit weapons, has not been able to achieve what Hartman achieved at Wake Forest. Or do you think? Maybe. Maybe. You know, just, just perhaps. I'm just floating something out here. Wake Forest did have legit weapons and offensive line, and they helped Hartman have a more statistically impressive season in each of the last two years than any Notre Dame quarterback in history. And maybe, maybe this area scout is a little bit of a Notre Dame snob. Maybe. That's all. Maybe. Right? Just floating it out there. Maybe Wake Forest's uh, reputation doesn't quite live up to what they've put on the field the last couple of years. Maybe, maybe he's just a hater, this area scout or she, maybe Sam Hartman doesn't have as much on the line unless you're saying he needs to do it on like NBC rather than ACC network or, or the CW or whatever the, the, they weren't on the CW at the time, but wherever the, the less featured ACC games were, were put on television this past year. If you do it on NBC, I'll believe you. Just the logic doesn't quite add up on that one. And it's a disrespect of Wake Forest that didn't even need to be in the article. They tossed it in there just as a, a subtle jab. You need to go play like uh you need to go play with legit weapons like Ian Book and Jack Cohen and uh all of these other Notre Dame quarterbacks that with those weapons went on to long NFL careers. If you don't prove to do what they did, your your status as a prospect will tumble. I want to. I want to set this up. We're gonna have this conversation in the five o'clock hour, so uh, give you a little bit time to to think about it. Other than Drake May, and obviously not including Hartman as well, because he's uh, uh, on a team that is not a full time member of the ACC. Other than Drake May, who I do think we can all agree has uh, statistical expectations above the rest of the quarterbacks in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Right when you are going to be a top three pick in the draft and all those things, the expectations just rise a little bit other than Drake May, what quarterback in the Atlantic Coast Conference, in the ACC, is going to have the best season this year? And I'm talking statistically, right? Because it's – it's I want to be able to look back and see if we got it right. And with context, it becomes more difficult, right, if you start saying, well, you know, this this player was was ahead a lot and didn't have to throw as much, and that's why I get it. But But let's just talk about, like, you know – touchdowns versus turnovers let's go let's talk about yards and passer rating like which quarterback is going to be the most statistically impressive uh and I have other than Drake May by the way I have one two three four five contenders some of the new guys you know you might surprise us don't get me wrong but these are kind of the the main ones I have uh again in no particular order Jordan Travis Florida State Tyler van Dyke Miami Riley Leonard Duke, Brennan Armstrong, NC State, and Garrett Schrader from Syracuse. Some more, more traditionally brought up in these conversations. Some of them are, are uh, a little bit more off the radar. But those are the five that I am seriously considering. And I will explain to you uh, who's the winner. Again, that coming up in the five o'clock hour. But in the meantime, right? The, the the polls are still open, so to speak. So you you can uh, voice your opinion. You can try to persuade us in whichever way you want. Uh, go ahead and, and tweet it at me, at Donnelly Sports, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S. D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S uh, if you have an argument for Travis, Leonard, Van Dyke, Armstrong, or Schrader, or if you have someone off, the, I mean, I don't know, maybe you're a big Moorhead fan or, or Mitch Griffiths you think is going to light it up. Or uh, heck, maybe you think one of these guys is going to get replaced. Big Cade Clubnick fan. A lot of lot of options here, uh, but and Cade Clubnick, you know, from a a pedigree standpoint, might be the best of them all. Uh, but those are the five I'm mostly considering, unless one of you convinces me otherwise.